0: I'd like to begin the talk this evening by reading one of my favorite little stories that many of you have already heard, but some of you haven't, and it's a helpful story for all of us here on retreat, including myself. It's a story from a children's book about frog and toad, and there are a number of frog and toad books available that have very profound Dharma teachings in them, of which this is one. A friend of mine in San Francisco turned me on to this, the frog and toad books for me to read to go deeper into my understanding of Dharma. And so this one is called The Garden frog was in his garden toad came walking by what a fine garden you have frog he said yes said frog it is very nice but it was hard work i wish i had a garden said toad here are some flower seeds plant them in the ground said frog and soon you will have a garden how soon asked toad quite soon said frog toad ran home he planted the flower seeds now seeds said toad start growing toad walked up and down a few times the seeds did not start to grow toad put his head close to the ground and said loudly now seeds start growing toad looked at the ground again the seeds did not start to grow Toad put his head very close to the ground and shouted, Now seeds, start growing. Frog came running up the path. What is all this noise, he asked. My seeds will not grow, said Toad. You're shouting too much, said Frog. These poor seeds are afraid to grow. (laughs) My seeds are afraid to grow, asked Toad. Of course, said Frog. Leave them alone for a few days. Let the sun shine on them. Let the rain fall on them. Soon your seeds will start to grow. That night, Toad looked out of his window. Drat, said Toad. My seeds have still not started to grow. They must be afraid of the dark. Mm -hmm. Toad went out to his garden with some candles. I will read the seeds a story, said Toad. Then they will not be afraid. Toad read a long story to his seeds. All the next day, Toad sang songs to his seeds. All the next day, Toad read poems to his seeds. And all the next day, Toad played music for his seeds. Toad looked at the ground. (laughs) The seeds still did not start to grow. What shall I do, cried Toad? These must be the most frightened seeds in the whole world. Then Toad felt very tired, and he fell asleep. "'Toad, Toad, wake up,' said Frog. "'Look at your garden.' "'Toad looked at his garden. "'Little green plants were coming up out of the ground. "'At last,' shouted Toad, "'my seeds have stopped being afraid to grow.' "'And now you will have a nice garden, too,' said Frog. "'Yes,' said Toad, "'but you were right, Frog. "'It was very hard work.' Mm -hmm. is it all such hard work? (laughs) is it really hard work? or do we just make it hard work? you know, we just have these seeds that are growing very nicely, thank you (laughs) inside and yet we make quite a lot of noise about it quite a lot of drama about it but what it if we just sat back <laughs> relaxed and let the show go by let the movie unfold without all the shouting and the screaming and the yelling and the fear about the process but something quite beautiful is happening all by itself without needing our interference, without needing our direction and our control. We sit and we tune, turn the attention to the breathing and we see, yeah, the breath is happening, breathing in, breathing out all by itself and we just gently turn the attention to this process and that deep intelligence of life is revealed to us right there in the breathing I see that I'm not doing this I don't have to do this the breathing is happening all by itself when I try to make the breath happen in a certain way then it gets tight or restricted or contracted but if I just let the body breathe it's doing quite well all by itself just as are all the other organs and other parts of the body the heart and the lungs and the liver the blood the muscles everything's just taking care of itself I don't need to interfere with that and when we step back and look we also see that the thoughts are just coming and going by themselves there's just this process this whole mental flow of dialogue that goes on Are you doing that? Are you inviting those thoughts? If you were doing that, then you can say, Thoughts stop. (laughs) If you're making the thoughts come, then you can just say, Okay, thoughts go. (laughs) But you can see that something else is going on something else is going on quite beyond our control quite beyond our imagination quite beyond our knowing even what's happening so can we just let it all be just let it be the meditation instructions point again and again to just letting things be letting things be as they are but what happens is we don't really like what we see a lot of times we don't like what's going on and so then we think we need to intervene in some way try to get something to happen in a particular way rather than just relaxing into the flow of things but there's such strong conditioning in our lives about becoming becoming somebody becoming something important or special or Something that somebody who matches the images of who we're supposed to be in this world. We have very deep conditioning of this becoming. Becoming. For me, when I was, uh, started to become a teenager, really pretty much between the ages of 13 and 25, the only I knew about was becoming somebody. And I, my, my particular bent was reading all these books on how to become popular, and how to make friends, and how to be successful, <laughs> how to have a good personality, how to become this person... That I thought I was supposed to be, rather than somebody telling me that I was actually okay the way I was. <laughs> I mean, nobody told me that. I didn't. I didn't get that message from anybody. It was more looking at the the magazines and the books that were popular at the time, the teen magazines, watching television. It was becoming somebody. Somebody special, somebody dynamic, somebody beautiful, (laughs) you know, but not just being okay the way I am. And after about 12 years or so, when I was about 25, and having done so much of this kind of work on becoming. When I was 25 years old, I was a complete and utter wreck. (laughs) My My life was a mess, and nothing seemed to be working, and I was very, very unhappy, very confused, and just about on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And I suppose quite a lot of that had to do with the fact as I talked about last night that I had put so much effort into doing it right and then looking at how I really felt inside and it was quite despairing you know because where were the answers who was going to give me the answers because all the information that I had wasn't helping Everywhere I turned, everywhere I looked, it wasn't helping. So I had to find some solution to this unhappiness. That's when I turned to meditation. Because there was one person who said, Why don't you try this? It was like a, a breath of fresh air. Just one person who seemed to understand who said, why don't you try this? And so I tried meditation, and it actually started making some difference, (laughs) which is why I continued pursuing it, (laughs) because I could feel there was some shift, there was some change happening inside. But yet, because the pattern, the conditioning was so strong of becoming, then I applied the same principles of becoming to the spiritual life of becoming somebody special somebody who was calm and somebody who was uh, compassionate and somebody who was saint-like you know, who wouldn't be ruffled by anything you know, who would just shed (laughs) love and throw rose petals (laughs) no just substituting one set of ideals for a whole other set of ideals of becoming becoming something other than what I am still the pursuit still the search for this endless becoming of somebody that I'm not and then you know, as time goes on hopefully we get the message <laughs> you know and it's said enough times in the teachings just be as you are Be as you are. Accept who you are. Accept what's going on right now. Let it be. Let it be. And so, we seem continually to be confronted with that conditioning, moment to moment, of wanting to be something other, wanting to be something else, or wanting something else to happen and then the message that goes out here is just let it be let it be and it's learning how to hold this learning how to really really be with that how to sit with all of this stuff <laughs> all of the stuff that goes on the liking and the not liking and the judging and the and the self-hatred and the criticism and, and the breakthroughs and the happiness and the, and the joy and all oh, this movement of mind and then we say let it be let it be so it's a lot to come to terms with And I think the meditation instructions and the teachings keep pointing us in this direction of really being able to be as we are. Just to be as we are, no matter what's going on. That in some ways, nothing has to change. Fundamentally, nothing has to change but yet what what seems to change through the deep understanding that nothing has to change is the way we hold what occurs is the way we relate to what happens there seems to be a whole shift in that relationship so that all of the chaos all of the confusion all of the noise could still go on but in some ways it's not as disruptive it's not so much of a problem it's like you can get to a place where it's okay in a way and not even okay but it's actually somewhat exciting and somewhat thrilling and all of that stuff becomes very rich and full of texture and flavor and it becomes really the stuff of life the stuff of love what life is all about it doesn't have to change anymore nothing has to be any different in a way it's like coming to terms with this personality that we have and the personality in a funny way doesn't actually change so much As reflecting on this that even in this years of transformation doing transformative work meditation work that this personality is actually very similar to the way it was when I was 13 years old (laughs) that it has its own flavor just as each person has their own flavor sort of essential flavor Just as each flower has its own shape, and color, and smell, and each bird has its own color, and song, and flight, and each tree has its own shape, and strength, and leaves, and buds, and each of us has our own unique flavor and in some ways that doesn't change very much it's kind of an interesting thing that something stays intact sure we sort of refine the rough edges and we may feel a bit calmer or more at ease in ourselves but we've got this personality that doesn't change so much so it seems more that over time with doing this kind of work that we do on ourselves that we're actually learning to be more comfortable with who we actually are learning to feel more relaxed in ourselves more at ease in ourselves more comfortable with the truth of our being not trying to become something other than what we are but more settling into that very beautiful unique person that we already are and allowing that to express itself that personality allowing that personality to manifest in all its beauty and uniqueness just the way it is so it's by coming to meditation things start going in reverse I keep getting the sense of things going backwards rather than forwards like instead of becoming and growing into something other that I thought I was going to be I'm actually going back into myself and discovering who I actually am and finding out what this beautiful flower is the flavor and the smell the texture the expression in all its different minute manifestations and coming to love that coming to love that without changing anything I mean it's so remarkable how then even the movement of fear or the movement of anger or shyness or all the things I may have put um, a label on that they're not okay Hmm. ways that I might speak to somebody that I don't like or when I look at myself in the mirror and go, oh God, look at the way I look today all of this becomes very precious and it becomes the texture for the whole manifestation of my being it all becomes interesting it all becomes sacred every movement every expression every manifestation in every moment so nothing has to change this is where the teachings are pointing us right where we already are right here right now and feeling that perfection in a way that perfection of our being and when we can Know that in ourselves, then we can give that to others. We can stand with another person and send the message, whether it's verbally or nonverbal you are perfect the way you are, nothing about you needs to change. I see that you are going through your own struggles you're coming to terms with your own sense of limitation you're working with your own difficulties and I want to give you the space to do that just as I want to give myself space to do that and offering that generosity of kindness and that generosity of spirit to another person I think it's the greatest gift that I can give to another person it's just being with them and saying nothing about you has to change nothing about you has to change you're like that and I'm like this and let's see what we can do together (laughs) Let's see how we can get along together. Given all of your limitations, all of your conditionings, all of your particular personality flavors, and given all of my limitation, all of my difficulties and struggles and my personality, and let's see what we could do together. Nothing has to change. this is holding ourselves with love holding another person with love bringing loving kindness to the situation in this body of teachings we have a word called metta metta a poly word, M-E-T-T-A it means loving kindness and it's fundamentally an attitude which is developed to bring that atmosphere of loving kindness to ourselves so that we can generate loving kindness outwards to other people but it, but it has to start inside we have to generate that loving kindness here in order for it to radiate out because the loving kindness isn't something that we can give out unless it's already here unless it's radiating from our center radiating from our heart so we bring these teachings we bring this attitude of loving kindness to our experience to what we see in ourselves so that we don't we're not we're not trying to become something else we're not listening to these voices of the past these messages that we were given all of our life about how we should be, who we should be, you're not good enough, you should be this way. All these messages that we've internalized, and then we think that it's me. These voices of our parents, these voices of our teachers, of our friends, or whoever, they become internalized and we say, that's me that's me and we're not able to separate that these voices are not me they're not me these are voices of the past which are influencing the present and what I need to do is discern what's my voice and what are the voices of the past Where what voices are my expression my true expression of being the truth of my being and which voices are those voices of conditioning the voices of the past and it's usually pretty easy to tell <laughs> because those voices of the past take on the form of should. <laughs> Judgments: You're bad. You're wrong. You're stupid. You're silly. Why don't you do it this way? What's wrong with you? Can't you get it right? <laughs> they usually have a tinge of charge or irritation or anger. There's often not a lot of kindness in the in the voice. <laughs> <clears throat> and we can get pretty familiar with these voices and hopefully through clear attention and clear awareness we can start to discern which voices are which which voices I need to listen to and which voices I don't need to listen to and just say no that's the voice of the past that's trying to influence my life in the present and I don't want to listen to that anymore I've had enough of it I'm tired of it and yet it takes the discerning we have to discern and learn to listen to what voices in our thoughts to listen to and which ones not to listen to which, is, which are the voices of wisdom and which ones are the voices of fear and we can become very good at this and we can become so good at it that we're no longer listening to those voices of the past and when, we're, when we stop listening to those voices then they lose their power and we're no longer reinforcing that way of being we're no longer reinforcing the judging we're no longer reinforcing the the critical voice we're no longer reinforcing the shoulds in our mind but we're saying, no I'm not going to listen to you anymore and then the voice of wisdom is strengthened and then we start to feel empowered and in control and we start to feel the love grow in our hearts and the compassion starts to have a voice because those those forces of negativity are no longer overshadowing the wise and wholesome forces in our mind but we have to learn how to discern by listening and being quiet and paying attention otherwise we're just victimized by our minds minds are like drunken monkeys you know monkeys that have eaten too much ripe sweet fruit off the tree and going mad (laughs) going crazy (sighs) so not becoming not becoming anything Dropping all of our standards for who we think we should be, for what kind of experiences we think we should have. Dropping our criteria for how we measure how we're doing well I'm, I'm doing good I'm not doing good this is going well this isn't going well I'm having this experience so it must mean that now my meditations are, are right you know, just dropping all this the ways that we measure how we're doing and just being here with each moment arising Not making anything more out of it, not making what's happening into anything, just leaving it where it is. If I'm feeling fear, and I'm afraid of going into the meditation hall, that's what's happening. I'm feeling fear. Feeling it in the body. Where is it living? How is it manifesting? What kinds of thoughts are going on in my mind? being right with that not making anything more out of it that I'm a bad person or this shouldn't be happening or maybe I should leave the retreat and why did I ever start meditating to begin with Mm. not putting anything extra on top of it it's just fear and holding me back from going into the meditation hall and then staying with that and seeing what happens seeing what happens next seeing what happens next then you notice the fear starts to break up and you're not feeling as stuck by the contraction in the body then you see what happens next and then you see oh well actually I don't actually want to go in the meditation hall maybe I'll go for a walk I'm feeling a little better right now and I'd like to have some fresh air so you go for a walk not putting anything extra on top of it. And then you go for a walk and you're breathing and feeling the sun and listening to the birds and the winds blowing and you feel good. Ah, oh, now I feel good. Not making anything more out of it. <laughs> Being simple. Being simple with our experiences. being where we are being who we are and letting the truth of that moment express itself in each moment there's a truth that's expressing itself can that be enough can that be enough just as it is And if it's not enough, it can be a useful reflection. What is it about this experience that isn't enough? What is it that's happening right now that this doesn't feel like it's enough? and in that perhaps then we can begin to settle into the enoughness of this moment that this moment is just enough just with the feelings of fear just with the feelings of boredom just with the feelings of sadness just with the feelings of happiness just with those thoughts going on like crazy just with the dream states just enough and then we're connecting into a much deeper process that's unfolding for us all by itself our unique process that's unfolding perfectly and divinely and with very good reason even though we don't know what it is and it probably wouldn't be that helpful to try to figure out what it is (laughs) because even if we came up with a reason it probably wouldn't be right so (laughs) it's best just to let it unfold and perhaps somewhere along the way things may start making sense or maybe they won't (laughs) but really that's neither here nor there because if we're living each moment as it is it's enough not much more needs to happen While you're here just see if you can let your garden grow. I mean you may need to sing and dance and shout and yell and <laughs> do all kinds of things. And that's all right. Because the garden's still growing. <laughs> Let's sit for a few minutes together.